Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of The Shuley Show. Today I am here with Shayna Benamu. Shayna is a licensed esthetician. She was trained at the Christine Balmy School of Aesthetics and is the owner of a day spa in Brooklyn. Welcome to the show today, Shayna. Thank you so much, Shuley. I'm so excited to be here. Great. Yeah, so excited to have you. So let's get straight to the questions. I know you studied computer science in college and you were working in that for a while. And then you transitioned to becoming an esthetician. Tell me a little bit about that story, that path, how that happened. So I actually, I think like most kids, like we want to make our parents happy. And I went into computer science because I found it to sound very impressive. And I was like, my dad's going to love this. So I went full force. I didn't know anything about computers before I started. And I actually made it through four years. I graduated top of my class, which I was super impressed by. But working in the industry, I pretty much realized it wasn't for me from the get-go. And I'm not the kind of person that really likes to quit on anything. I do like sticking things out. But at a certain point, I think you need to realize that you're not passionate about something and kind of pivot. So... When I got married, my husband decided to take a sabbatical and move us to Israel. So I was in Israel. I wasn't really working. And I was really trying to figure out what my passion is. So you left your job when you met your husband? Pretty much. Right around the time I met my husband, I was kind of transitioning out of computer science. And actually, to make the story even a little bit more interesting, during college, I actually opened up three coffee shops for my dad. So all in Brooklyn, I was pretty much running those and doing college at the same time. And I loved the service industry in general. I loved interacting with people. I never was super passionate about coffee either. I enjoyed being around people. I didn't really enjoy sitting behind a computer screen. So from there, I was pretty much managing my dad's coffee shops the last couple of months before moving to Israel and getting married. And then in Israel, I was taking a little bit of time time for myself to just figure out what is it that I truly want in life. And I definitely discover aesthetics because I myself have suffered from acne for a long period of time. I never really knew how to address it. And I think struggling with something really brings you to a point where you want to learn more about it and i realized how much i loved it i got to work in the service industry as well so dealing with people and it pretty much gave me fulfillment from every angle so you had the business bug in your dna for a while working at those coffee shops i definitely loved being an entrepreneur There's no limit to how much you can do when you own your own business. And I never really wanted to work for someone else. So I definitely think I had that business bug in me. Yeah. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit more about your struggle with acne? Like, was that during your teen years? How did it affect you and your confidence? So it it started about when I was 15, I would say. It was pretty persistent. I had congestion all over my face. I went to many facialists, I went to dermatologists, and no one one could really give me this cure. Let's talk about my confidence for a second. I don't know if this goes all across the board, but I know for myself and a bunch of my clients, 
acne is not just acne. It's on your face. It's the, it's, you feel when you have it on you. It's, it's very visible. Yes. It's the first thing people see when they look at you. It made me kind of want to hide and not go outside and not live my full potential. So I definitely think there's so many different aspects of acne. First of all, it could be painful, physically painful, but also very emotionally painful as well. And that's not just for acne. That can be for many different skin conditions that I think people would really relate to. So I think that gave me also a urge to help other people as well in the same condition. Yeah, that's interesting because I've often heard that a person's own struggles guides them to the kind of work and purpose that they'll be most aligned with. A hundred percent. And I, I really think that goes across in many industries. I think people tend to tend to gravitate towards something that they struggled with themselves. And it just gives you a passion to really learn the ins and outs of it, how they can help themselves and how they can help other people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how does it feel to be able to help people with something that you struggled with? I think being able to help people with this is such a gift. I really look at it like such a blessing. I think obviously like learning the industry and really learning the ins and outs of skincare and what goes into the skin. I mean, skin is really an organ, so it's not just surface level. What's happening on your skin is usually something that's going on from the inside as well. It can be an energy. It could be being depressed, being stressed, eating the wrong things, drinking the wrong things. There's so many different things that are a part of how your skin looks. And I think I went to many, many facialists when I was younger. My mom was pretty on top of that, but I never really met a facialist that sat me down and tried to explain to me what the skin is and that it's not just about skincare products that you're applying on your skin. It's also about how you're treating your body from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to be that person. I don't want people to just come for a facial an hour, an hour and a half, and then off on their way until they come back the next time. I really want them to understand how they can help themselves and how they can treat their skin in the long run. Wow. Yeah, I've never really heard it described that way except for maybe Gwyneth Paltrow. But <laughs> my um, favorite person. Hi, Gwyneth, if you're listening. If you could give one or two skincare tips to people who aren't so intense about their skin, what would it be? I mean, that's a pretty general question. Hard to say just two tips that you should be doing with your skin. But I would say the main two things, I'm going to have to do three. Okay, three, five, <laughs> no problem. So number one, there is never, ever, ever a reason you should be going to sleep in your makeup. It is bad for your pores. It is bad for aging. It is unhygienic. Absolutely. Even if you are drunk after the club, you need to be washing your face. It is so important. And I actually see a lot of people with breakouts that they tell me, oh yeah, I fell asleep in my makeup. It is the biggest no-no. And it also causes fine lines, aging. So I would say that's like my biggest thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. Number two, I would say is apply sunscreen every single day. If there is one anti-aging product you are ever gonna invest in, invest in a sunscreen that you love because the sun is the biggest cause of extrinsic aging. So aging outside of genetics and your internally. So I think protecting yourself from that, like nobody's applying sunscreen from the moment they're born. So we all have sun damage that hasn't even come up yet. 
But I see a lot of people also, they're applying retinols and acids, but they're not applying sunscreen. First of all, your skin becomes sensitized in the sun with all these products. And number two, you're really aging yourself. At a certain point in life, all the sun damage, all the fine lines, the wrinkles that are coming from the sun are going to come out. So start now, start before you have a problem. Skincare is much easier to prevent than correct. And number three, I would say is one of my main skincare tips is stop listening to TikTok. Stop getting skincare advice from people that don't see your skin, that don't know you. What a good a product that can be amazing for one person can be horrible for you. Find an esthetician you absolutely love and stick to them. There's a single point of failure. If products are not working for you, there's someone to speak to about those products. If you're getting advice from every TikTok guru, you're you have no idea what you're applying on your skin why you're applying on your skin so i really think it's important to listen to someone that really knows your skin they've worked with you they understand your skin type and your skin condition and it's way better and way cheaper in the long run to just do that than to go buy every product that's on the market that reminds me that it's skincare is definitely not a one-size-fits-all kind of thing what works for one person and what could be a miracle product for one person is not necessarily going to work for the next person. A hundred percent. Everyone has a different skin type, which is usually what they're born with. So oily combination, dry, and then there's the skin condition. So is your skin dehydrated? Is your skin sensitized? Is your skin breaking out? So all these things are factors that go into when you're picking out a regimen for a client. Right, right. So that's actually a really good segue into our next question. I actually used to be a buyer for a beauty website and it was exciting, I really enjoyed it. But something that I noticed was that there was so much noise around skincare, what products you should use, what products you shouldn't use. There's always new types of products coming out, oils, chemical-based things. So how would you reduce the noise for the average person? And how can somebody develop a really effective minimalist skincare routine? So that's a great question, Shuli, because even as an esthetician, the market is so oversaturated. There's so many different companies you can work with. There's so many products on the market. I know so my many price ranges, price ranges. I know myself, even I get overwhelmed sometimes. I'm like, did I pick the wrong products to work with? Is this better? So I think it's really important to understand the skincare industry. So the skincare pretty much falls under three categories. There's mass skincare, which is pretty much drugstore skincare. And I would say Sephora, Ulta, all these companies, they fall under that. If it's between spending a lot of money on a product from Sephora or going to the drugstore and picking out an Olay or Neutrogena, I would say 100% choose the Olay and Neutrogena over that. Oh, that's interesting. So that's number one. Then there is Luxe Skincare, which is pretty much La Mer, Chanel, all these big companies that I'm not saying it's a bad product, but you are paying a lot for marketing. So that's Luxe Skincare. And then there is Professional Skincare, so medical grade skincare as we call it which is companies that you usually buy from an esthetician. So Neova, which I sell, 
Biologique Recherche, Enveron, these are all professional skincare. So what you're really paying for is a high concentration of high quality ingredients. So that is where I would put my money because you're really not paying for excessive marketing. You're paying for the ingredients in the product. So they're really the most result-oriented products. You don't see a lot of TikTok influencers, so to speak, post about these because they're not really Instagrammable kind of products. But these are the products that if you have a specific skin condition that you, or skin concern that you're trying to address, these are the ones that will give you the real results. So how to reduce the noise, I would say, Again, stop listening to TikTok. Stop listening to all your favorite the internet. The internet. I see every single influencer on skin on Instagram promoting these celebrity skincare lines now. I don't know how celebrities all of a sudden became these skincare gurus, but olive oil is not it. Olive oil is not what's making Jennifer Lopez not age. So it's a little bit a lie. And I think it's just important to just focus on someone that you trust, someone that you can really, that understands your skin, that's really invested in your skin. And the same goes for hair. Hair, when you go to a bunch of different places and you're getting advice from this one and this one, no one's truly invested in your hair. So I think it's really important to just pick someone that's invested in you. Obviously, if something's not working for you, a product's not working for you, it irritates you, there's someone to talk to. So I think that's the best advice I can give you. Get an esthetician, find someone that you absolutely love and just stick with them. And if they're not giving you good advice they're not really explaining to you what each product does and targets then you need to find a new esthetician okay you heard it here <laughs> so something that i've been thinking a lot about lately is the term self-care and how it means so many different things to different people it's a super trendy term now so i'm curious as an esthetician and someone who cares for people in her line of work what does it mean to you how do you define it how do you apply it to yourself? Another great question. I think self-care is a super trendy term as well as like wellness. Right. Natural. Yeah, all natural. I think these are basic terms for taking care of yourself. And I think life can become so fast and so quick, especially when you know, you get married, you start having kids outside of work, you start having these other responsibilities that you're always focused on other people, especially as women, because I think the brunt of the household work and the brunt of the child rearing is pretty much falling on women. And I think that is to take out time for yourself throughout the day to really either do your skincare routine or go work out at the gym or read a book, meditate. I think these are all things that you need to actively take out time and make for yourself. And I think that's what real self-care is to me. Choosing something to just do for yourself and your health and your well-being and really prioritizing it like we're all busy we all have a million things going on we can all make the excuse that we don't really have time to work out or we are too tired to do our skincare at night i think these are things that are really about self-care if you don't have time you're not managing your time correctly because these are super important things to prioritize 
And self-care can really mean something else to every, to every person, whether it's meditating for five minutes to start your day, starting your day with water and lemon, creating healthy rituals and healthy habits that will really promote your health in the long run. So I don't think it's self-care has to be something necessarily expensive or something that you have to go to a spa for it. I think it's about creating that space in your life for yourself and that is not selfish it's called filling up your cup so you can give to other people yeah yeah i love the way you explain that and can you give an example of something that you do for yourself i mean you have a lot going on in your life so that was also something that i had to start to learn to manage to balance but i work out almost every single day whether it's going to the gym going to a class walking i think movement is so important for everyone free endorphins yes it's really you just get high off of that movement it is so incredible I also, I started to start my day with warm water and lemon. I have a juice in the morning, so I usually make like a celery juice. I usually take more time for my night routine, which I think is much more important than your daytime routine. Not that your daytime routine is any less important, but it's more you're at night, your skin is really correcting and repairing itself. So I think these are a few things I added into my day that it really, it's not just about the warm water and lemon. It's that no, Shayna, you have the five minutes to take for yourself and really just focus on yourself and focus on your health. It actually stimulates your metabolism as well throughout the day. So I think it's really just about creating healthy habits, healthy, successful habits. Yeah, yeah, and then it also, creates a foundation for the rest of the day. A hundred percent. And especially the working out, if you can work out in the morning, sometimes I don't have the time for that either. But if you can work out in the morning, I highly suggest that because like Shuli was just saying, it really does give you such an endorphin rush. You're almost, it almost feels like you can conquer the world for the rest of the day. So I think that's so amazing like you you break a sweat you're so empowered and like you're ready to rock you know yeah yeah definitely and i've also heard that for people who've developed a very quick morning routine they say that when they don't have it their day actually feels different i don't think making anything into a religion other than religion is good i think if you don't have time for the workout or you don't have time for the warm water and lemon like give yourself some grace and you don't need to kick yourself I hear a lot about that with diets too like someone will go on a diet and they'll binge and then they just can't get back on it first of all i don't really believe in the diet culture but it's more about creating a healthy lifestyle but i think if you go have the pizza or you go have the burger that's fine give yourself some grace but then hop right back into it like allow yourself the time to re- you know do your thing but then get right back into the healthy lifestyle and really it just promotes a good lifestyle from the inside out it's it's really incredible yeah i love what you said about giving yourself some grace because i think it's really important to be compassionate to ourselves and when we do extend that compassion to ourselves we can then extend it to other people There's enough problems going on around you in the world. You do not need to be your own worst enemy. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help anyone. Be nice to yourself. That's probably the biggest form of self-care you can give yourself. Yes, amen to that. Mm -hmm. Very well said. I have nothing to add. (laughs) 
Okay, so in one of our previous conversations, you mentioned that you always knew you wanted to be a business owner. How does it feel to be living out that intention? Don't make me cry. I'm actually... It feels amazing. Like, it feels amazing to build something from the ground up, really focus your energy on it, really pick something you're super passionate about, and it gives you so much fulfillment and so much joy. I mean, obviously, I picked an industry where I can really help people, so that itself is fulfilling, but even for myself, it's so satisfying to watch my business grow and see the potential that it has, and starting from nothing to being booked every single day and doing minimal marketing other than my Instagram, and it's just it's amazing. It's really, it's so fulfilling and it doesn't have to be a fortune 500 company. Pick something you're passionate about. Just start it. Just go head first and things will fall into place. If you're passionate and you're, you have a little bit of a head on your shoulders, you can do anything. We live in a culture and we live in a country that anything is possible if you put enough energy and a, and a good work ethic into it. And I think that's the amazing, amazing thing. You can start something from nothing and you can grow it. It has endless possibilities and endless potential. Wow. That answer was pretty breathtaking. <laughs> um, I would love if you could tell a moment that you had a little bit of resistance to doing something because I feel like resistance is really a messenger that's encouraging a person to push through when really it's like, oh, should I not do this? It's planting a seed of doubt, but that doubt means you should power through it. So I never thought I would talk about this publicly, even though I'm an esthetician and skincare is everything, but actually about six months into starting my business, I was going through a pretty stressful time at home and I started to break out a lot. And normally it's fine. Like I know the whole process of skincare and I know how to manage it. But when you're an esthetician, you even more than regular, you feel like people are hyper-focused on your skin. And it was something that was really killing my confidence. I was worried to go outside. I was worried that my clients would see it. And I was worried that people would second guess my abilities to really help their skin if I, if I was breaking out and this is how I look. And actually for a moment, I almost considered quitting it because I, it was really, it was hurting me inside and it was very painful, actually. It lasted for about five months until I really got full control over it. And I even considered for a while just becoming a masseuse because I have great hands. I was like, people are not gonna be hyper-focused on my skin. But I'll tell you something, I think every single, as you say, resistance or roadblock in the road just pushes you to learn more and do better and be better. And I think my clients really stuck by me because they saw what I was able to do for their skin. And I was able to just calm down and really focus on healing my skin in the right way. And it all turned out fine, thank God, but it was definitely a point of, it was very painful to just be out and be working like that. But I'm very happy I stuck through it because really skincare is my passion and I'm so happy to be in this industry. 
It sounds like you really had a lot of trust in the process throughout that period of doubt. Yeah, I mean, there's no quick fix with skincare. I think anyone that tries to sell you a quick fix is really lying to you. As I said in the beginning of our conversation, it's an organ. Really, what's happening on the inside is going to show up on the outside. So stress, hormones, an imbalance in, in your hormones, a bad diet, no water intake. So there's so many other factors that go into healthy skin aside from just skincare. So having great skin is really the long game. That's why I'm very into wellness as well. I think working out, I think your diet, I think how kind you are to yourself, managing your stress levels. I think these are all such important things when it comes to skincare. And I think a lot of people don't really want to hear it because it's really the bigger, like it's, it's harder work than just applying a cream. But once you really understand all that, what's good for your body is usually good for your skin and vice versa, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cliche alert question, Shana. <laughs> but... You have a three-year-old daughter. How do you balance being a mother, a wife, and being a business owner? I definitely still am trying to work out that balance. I tend to work six days a week. I work a lot of nights as well because many of my clients are working moms, so that's the time that they're available. But I think it's really important that when you're what you're doing, you're fully present in. When I'm working, I'm fully present with my clients. When I'm with my daughter, I'm fully present with my daughter. And when I'm with my husband, I am fully present with my husband. So I think it's important to take out date night and really focus on my marriage and the time after school with my daughter and the time before school with my daughter. It's really important to focus on just being with my daughter. And I think when you're really present and you're not doing 10 things at once, you can really give that focus that you need to each separate part of your life. And I know it's a little crazy to be asking me this question because I only have one kid. I hope my clients are not going to be mad about this, but I have many clients in Williamsburg and they have somewhere between seven to 10 kids, sometimes more. And many of them are business owners. Many of them start businesses for their husbands and help their husbands with their business. I think at the risk of sounding like a religious fanatic, I think God gave women this innate ability to do everything, really multitask in the proper way and really be able to manage their household, manage their manage their careers, manage their marriages. And you know what they say, like the wisdom of a woman really like builds a house. So I think it's really just important to give your husband the proper attention that he needs, give your kids the proper attention that they need. And then when you're at work, go hardcore and if you're not having enough time for everything you need to be waking up earlier i don't think you're a religious fanatic at all i would definitely agree with that women typically do have the ability to multitask successfully i like what you also said about compartmentalizing and putting focus on wherever you are in that moment because i think you know our minds do tend to wander and do tend to like be thinking about a grocery list or laundry or errands when we're you know with our kid or with our i think really life is all about 
time management and building schedules the day before, really knowing how you're about to attack your day the next day. And I think when you manage your time correctly, you have time for everything. I really love the way you said that because life really is about is about time, the time that we have in our day, but also overall the time in our life and our our impact in the world that we accomplish in our time. A hundred percent. And and also, yeah, the the next day totally starts the night before. Yes. I definitely am a big believer in that. That was something that I actually had to work on a lot and I worked on this with my life coach. But I would wake up in the morning and I had so much to do that I would just become so overwhelmed and not know where to begin. And it actually made me waste more time because I'm like, oh, but I need to do this and I need to walk my dog and I need to get my kid ready for school. I think when you spend 15 minutes the night before and really just build out a schedule so you know exactly the tasks you need to do, no matter how big, no matter how small, even giving yourself time to have a call with your friends or having a call with your sisters, you know, managing your time correctly is of the utmost importance if you want to be successful. Amen to that. I know you're a very passionate person. Like anyone who meets you and spends a couple of minutes with you can feel that passion like oozing out of you. So do you feel that your passion for work influences how you show up in other areas of life? And do you feel that once you got into skincare, that's when your passion was really awakened to its fullest potential? I actually think it started a little bit before. I think it started when I met my husband because I have to say my husband was and is obsessed with me, which I love him for it. He's amazing. But How did you guys meet? So we met at my sister's wedding. That's an amazing Yes, he, he is really good friends from childhood with my sister's husband. And he told me pretty much the second time he met me that he loves me. I was like, Regis, you don't even know me. What do you love? And I mean, it never really wavered from then. And I think meeting someone that just loved me so unconditionally it gave me this confidence to go out and start my own thing and he gives me full support he allowed me to turn our house into a day spa so i have a separate floor for it but day and night we have clients coming in and out he has been nothing but supportive and i think that coupled with finding something i'm super passionate about and have a little bit of talent in gave me real confidence and I just want to give that over to the world. I think giving good energy to people and really being someone who people feel good around, that was always very important for me. And I, it definitely made me passionate in other weight areas of my life as well. I became very passionate about fitness and health and managing my social time as well. So I definitely think I blossomed and flourished from when I met my husband and shortly after when I started my business. I I love what you said about having somebody give you so much love and so much support because personally for me, I feel like the world needs more love. There's a lot of like chaos and negativity in the world. And like, I just ask myself, like, how can I be somebody who contributes to love and positive energy in the world and to your point like how you enter into any situation is very palpable people pick up on if you're angry if you're happy if you're upset very quickly and to mind your energy not that any of those feelings are bad or wrong but when you mind that energy and you do intentionally put positivity in the world 
people start to notice it and they start to really appreciate and value it really a hundred percent it just shows you like when you do something good for someone else it makes you feel even better than when you do something for yourself in my opinion like giving charity volunteering being like a positive member of society it makes you feel so good and like you want to do more and more and i think in any area like how you can do that how you can give back i think that is so important meister meister is such an important aspect of business like what is meister for people who may not know so meister is giving 10 percent of your profits to charity and first of all i think it really like makes your business even more successful than you can ever imagine and we've struggled my husband and my myself have struggled in the past where you know we're living paycheck to paycheck and you're wondering like how you're going to put aside 10 percent to give someone else when you really need it for yourself but god is looking at that and you give and you get back Anything you're giving, you get back tenfold. I think it's really important to give back to society. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I have definitely heard that message reiterated from many entrepreneurs that when they focus on their giving, they've only seen positive results from it. Okay, so what do you envision for your business over the next few months and years? What does the future look like for you, Shayna? <laughs> so... Hard question. I definitely have short-term goals, but sometimes focusing on long-term goals gets a little bit nerve-wracking. Understandably. Yeah. Right now, I have a day spa in my basement, and it's a gorgeous space, and I'm so proud of it. But yeah. it's a basement, but there's also really beautiful sunlight. Yes, there. there. It's gorgeous sunlight. I just renovated my waiting area, so I'm really proud of it. But I definitely would like to scale in the long run. I would like to own a day spa that I'm renting out. I think really the sky is the limit when it comes to owning your own business. How much effort you put in is how much effort you get back. But I always loved education, so I hope to go a little bit into skincare education as well. I, who knows? I, I just wanna keep on the path that I'm at. I mean, it's been amazing every day. I'm shocked how booked I am and how much I'm growing. And each day, it's, I really just try to focus on the present, but as well, like obviously it's important to create financial goals for yourself, how much you wanna be making per month, so you can know if it's possible to scale. And I, who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll just be like a franchise. That would be really exciting. That all sounds amazing. Okay, so if people want to find you and book an appointment with you, how can they do that? So I have a website, shaynabenhamooskin.com, as well as my Instagram page, shaynabenhamooskin. They can reach out to me there. My information's all on my website as well. There's a link to book. And definitely the first facial you come in, even though it asks you to pick a, a facial, so like a deep pore cleansing, hydrating, brightening, I pretty much do a skincare analysis and consultation in the beginning, and I basically build a custom plan based on your skin type and your condition. So I really try to tailor each service to what the, the client's skin needs, and we build a program from there. That sounds really fun. And like, not only just a nice experience, but also an investment. 
Yes. I never wanted to be the kind of esthetician where you just come in, you get your facial, you leave. There's no interaction until the next time you come in. I really want to be a point of contact that if you have any skin concern, you have any diet concern, you have a question, you can always reach out to me. I always do follow-ups post-facial to reach out and see how your skin's doing, how your products are doing. And I really want to be result oriented. I want to get results with you. Love that. Thank you so much for being on the show today. This was so fun. Surely I had the best time. Thank you for inviting me. Amazing. <laughs>